0: Welcome to FF Plus, a new spoiler-free outlet for movie reviews, entertainment recommendations, and discussion.
1: Here you will find a little bit of everything, from what's been entertaining us, to trailer reactions, industry hot topic conversation, and even film award predictions.
0: We hope you'll enjoy this addition to the Feelin' Film lineup and join us each week. Now, on to the show. Hello, listeners, and welcome to an episode of FF Plus, our first episode of FF Plus in like a month. Uh, I'm Aaron, and with me, as always, is my co-host and best friend, Patrick.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: We have been busy bees and all over the place. Patrick's been traveling and doing some vacation time away and some work time away, and I've been not doing those things. I've been vacationing with my Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch so to speak, so hey, you know, FF Plus has not had an opportunity to get done for a few weeks, but we're excited to get back to it, and for this episode in particular, because we're not reviewing any movies tonight, what we are doing is we are announcing the bracket for something really cool that we started last year, Patrick, and that is what we call Director Battle Month. Patrick and I are both huge fans of the NCAA Tournament, the March Madness, if you will. It's a sixty-four team bracket. Actually, I guess technically it's like what, sixty-eight now?
1: Sixty-four. It's sixty-four. Let's just we're not
0: gonna get complicated. So no. yeah, we're not we're not doing play games here. Although that could be fun. But sixty-four team bracket ultimately and teams play one and done until they reach a champion. And we enjoy brackets in general. They're just so much fun to pick and they're so much fun to compete against each other in. We like to put a pop figure on the line which is what we do around here and that will be happening once again for this. So we did it last August and it seemed to be a huge hit in our Facebook group and we decided let's do it again. So here we are doing our August 2019 version of Director Battle Month. Now what this is is a 64 team bracket and we are going to use our Facebook group to run a series of polls over the course of late July to about the middle of August. Um, We like to find out what the winner is a week to a week and a half in advance so that we have time to prepare the podcast, but we will post a series of polls uh, over those weeks where they'll start voting on the round one matchups, and those will go till midnight, and then the next day we'll post the round two matchups for the winners, and it will go on until we have... Four winners, Patrick, four winners. So instead of going all the way to a championship match, if you will, where there's one team on each side of the bracket facing off and one winner, we just are using four quadrant system, which gives us four movies to talk about for our August episodes. And last year, uh, the winners, do you, did you remember what the winners were,
1: Patrick? I know there was a Miyazaki one in there. And I believe, oh, yeah, Gladiator. I was really excited about Gladiator when we got to cover that.
0: Yep, Gladiator was in there, Spirited Away, one yeah. One of the brackets. Uh, the Departed was another one, and then Seven Samurai.
1: That was, was a big surprise. That yeah, was a big so like,
0: surprise. I think this is like two of our th- three foreign
1: language films that we've covered on this show. Right. So if anything, <laughs> so, this is your opportunity Bauma gives us an opportunity to branch out and feel more cultured. Yeah. So, thank you guys for doing that.
0: No kidding. Well, the fun in this was also that we didn't have control. I mean, we choose the directors and the foursomes. And so each director has four movies is how it starts. So that first director battle is amongst himself or herself. And then they go on to fight the rest of the directors in that quadrant. But we came up with directors and four movies that we have not seen or covered on the podcast rather, not not seen. Um, and we put those up for vote in the beginning of the Facebook group a couple months ago and let the group determine what the seating was gonna be. So once they're out there, it's out of Patrick and I's control. Like we don't get a choice. And so that is a little bit nerve-wracking for us, I think, if we're being honest, because we don't know. But we picked them all. So they're all movies we would conceivably want to talk about obviously some more than others though probably yeah. and we're at the mercy
1: of what you listeners want to hear well and let's let's look at last year's winners i mean you had two of which i was really jazzed about watching spirited away and gladiator big fan of those the other two i actually hadn't seen uh seven samurai for sure uh and i believe uh, the comment i made during the episode was my wife was on her phone. She looked up and she said, what are you watching? (laughs) Because it's all subtitled. So it sounded like gibberish coming to her. But what I love about Director Battle Month is the fact that we get to cover directors that normally don't show up or that we don't actually cherry pick for our Director's Chair Month. And so if any of you guys are new to the Facebook group and new to Director Battle Month, just know that you'll see the absence of Stanley Kubrick, James Cameron. These guys have been covered. On our director spotlight month in January. And so if we decide at the end of this whole thing that one of our directors didn't get picked, they may show up in January for our next, you know, director's chair month. I keep calling it director's chair, director's whatever. It's, it's our love for directors in the month of January.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it has a specific name, but other than Director Month, but Director yeah, Month, there it is. yeah, I'm really glad like that. that you put that distinction out there, because we do get questions all the time. When we were putting out the votes and doing the seating polls, people are like, where's Christopher Nolan? And we're like, um, are you new here? Because we've done all of Christopher Nolan, and we will continue to make sure all of Christopher Nolan has been done. So, you know, if those directors are missing, the other thing that is actually missing a lot from this bracket that I want to put out up front is female directors and The reason for this is actually sad reality that there are not a lot of well-known female directors out there who have filmographies of four movies that most people have seen. They just don't exist. And so let that be uh, an acknowledgement that we understand that and we're hopeful to continue seeing female directors uh, profiles grow more projects, more films, but, and it's not a matter of us not wanting to promote movies that we haven't seen. That's just not something we necessarily gravitate toward doing on this show. Um, so that's not, that's why you don't see a bunch of them in this bracket. Uh,
1: However, I will say this, if I'm going to say this, if point break doesn't make it past the first round, if we don't get to cover point break, I'm going to probably start petitioning that Catherine Bigelow gets her own director month. If for the only reason that we get to cover point break, because I really want to cover that movie.
0: Well, I'll tell you now, if, if, Catherine Bigelow does not come out of this. I would not at all be opposed to doing a Catherine Bigelow director month in January, because I love all of those films that are on this group, um, and I would be happy to talk about any of them. Uh, you're, you're giving me war films with Catherine Bigelow, so you know I'm game. Okay, well, without further ado, let's just, just jump in here, Patrick. So what we're going to do, listeners, is we are going to reveal the bracket in total, I'm going to go through the bracket. I'm going to tell you who's in it, what the seeds are, who's facing off against each other. And then we're going to go back to each quadrant. And Patrick and I are going to share with you our picks. Because like I told you, we have a pop figure bet on the line. So we want to put it out there in stone. This is who we chose. Then after that, we're probably going to recap. We'll let you know how you can be a part of the voting process, what you need to do, when that's going to happen. And then we will have some other information. We're going to tell you like what our favorites are and who we really hope to see win. Uh, So then you can either take that forward and use it to vote for who we want you to vote for, or you could use it to be really mean and vote against who we want you to vote for, which I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, Doki. Well, our number one seed, Patrick, for this bracket ended up being Alfred Hitchcock. Not surprising. Our four Alfred Hitchcock films are Rear Window, Psycho, Rope, and North by Northwest. He will start by facing off against Robert Zemeckis. His four films are Forrest Gump, Flight, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and Castaway. The next part of that quadrant is Martin Scorsese with the eight seed. He will have Goodfellas, Hugo, Taxi Driver, and Shutter Island. The winner of that will go up against the 16 seed, Ridley Scott, who has The Martian, American Gangsta, I think it's actually American Gangster, and I left the R off. (laughs) Kingdom of Heaven, the director's cut, and Thelma and Louise. Our number four seed is Quentin Tarantino. He'll have Inglorious Bastards, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Django Unchained. Don't worry, we'll probably be doing a podcast on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood before this starts or near the beginning of it, so don't sweat that. Uh, he'll be going up against the number nine seed, John Hughes, one of our favorites. He's got Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink, The Breakfast Club, and Weird Science. The next part of that quadrant is Wes Anderson as the five seed. his Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and Isle of Dogs. That'll face off against the 13 seed, Richard Linkletter, who has Boyhood, a Scanner Darkly, Everybody Wants Some, and Last Flag Flying. We move over to the right side of the bracket, where our number two seed, the Cohen Brothers, sits. They have Fargo, No Country for Old Men, Inside Llewyn Davis, and The Big Lebowski. Against Danny Boyle as the number 11 seed, Slumdog Millionaire, 28 Days Later, 127 Hours, and Steve Jobs. The bottom half of that quadrant starts with Peter Weir, a surprise entry in my opinion. I didn't think that he would make it and he made it at a, as a seven seed nonetheless, Patrick. He has Master and Commander, The Truman Show, Dead Poets Society, and Witness. And he goes up against a giant in the 15 seed spot, Francis Ford Coppola, with The Godfather, The Conversation, Apocalypse Now, and The Outsiders. The last quadrant, Starts with our number three seed, Hayao Miyazaki, with My Neighbor Totoro, Princess Mononoke, Kiki's Delivery Service, and Howl's Moving Castle. Against Captain Bigelow, the number ten seed, with the Hurt Locker, the aforementioned Point Break, Zero Dark Thirty, and Near Dark. To round everything out, we'll have our sixth seed, David Fincher, with Zodiac, Seven, Gone Girl, And Fight Club, going up against the number 14 seed, Tony Scott, with The Last Boy Scout, Crimson Tide, Man on Fire, and Days of Thunder. Whew, man, there are a lot of movies in there that I would love to talk about, Patrick.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, if if we look at this bracket, and again, if you're new to the Facebook group and Director Battle Month, you may be wondering why certain movies are represented it's probably because we've covered them on the podcast at some point. For instance, Top Gun is not on that list because we've covered it.
0: I mean, I'll talk about it again though. If people uh, want you me if we
1: need to if we need to redo some of these, I don't know if that could be done. Maybe <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. We've talked about it uh, offline about hey, what would we consider going back to the movies that we didn't have a connecting point and like maybe doing a quick recap of those. I'm not sure Top Gun had one or didn't. I think it did, but Anyway, it'd be fun to talk about. It sure would. Well, since I've
0: been talking a lot, why don't you get us started? And why don't you tell us who your picks are for our first quadrant? So uh, before I go any further, in case you're listening at home listeners or you are at work or somewhere where you could physically pull up the bracket and you want to follow along, you can find this bracket in our Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash group slash and film. And there's a files section, and the bracket is actually there in PDF form where you can download it, and you can make your own picks or post it up somewhere to follow along with us. Um, so there, that is available if you'd like to uh, be able to see it as we talk through it. We'll try to be thorough, though, so you can visualize what we're saying as we make all of these picks. and uh, you can also get to that Facebook group via the link in the show notes of this podcast or any podcast we have as well, if you need a quick and dirty way to to get there. So, all right, Patrick, you're up. First quadrant, Hitchcock, what you got?
1: All right, let me serve a disclaimer. First and foremost, these are picks that I expect to win, not necessarily what I want to win, and they also serve as a roadmap for anyone in the Facebook group who wants me to win the pop figure, okay? So pay attention very closely. Vote for these movies if you want me to win a pop. Wow, wow. Shameless pluck, I know. Holy cow. Look, you dominated this last year on me. and I'd you were like, like to you, dominate again. You were streaking, so uh, I need you to stop. <laughs> I can streak right now. We're on we camera, but only don't you can that. see me. I'm turning your camera off. All right. <laughs> All right. So in the first round, I have Psycho beating out Rear Window. I have North by Northwest taking out Rope. I have Forrest Gump beating Flight. I have Castaway beating Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And by the way, in the bracket, we should not have a question mark in the title because that's superstitious. You should never have punctuation in a movie title. But is it not? I thought it was part of the actual movie title. I
0: swear it, I looked that up.
1: Maybe you're supposed to. You're, there's some weird superstition that you're not supposed to have punctuation.
0: Never heard of that.
1: Anyway, I could be wrong. If I am, consider me an idiot.
0: Well, if our bracket <clears> turns <throat> into some sort of horror movie, then I guess it's my fault. <laughs> okay.
1: I've got Goodfellas taking out Hugo, Shutter Island taking out Taxi Driver, The Martian taking out American Gangsta, and Kingdom of Heaven taking out Thelma and Louise. So in the second round, I have Psycho beating North by Northwest. I have Castaway beating Forrest Gump. I have Shutter Island beating Goodfellas, and I have The Martian beating Kingdom of Heaven. So I've got Psycho, and Shutter Island, and then I've got Psycho beating Shutter Island. Awesome.
0: So Psycho is your pick for the Hitchcock bracket to win it all.
1: Yes. So you're going with the number
0: one seed. Um, way to be really, really ambitious there, Patrick. Yeah. 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 Predictable. <laughs> well, for my first quadrant, I actually am starting with all of the same first round winners as you, so I will not recap those. We are in lockstep with our first round completely. Um In my second round, things start to get a little different, though. So I am going with Psycho over North by Northwest. I am going with Forrest Gump over Castaway. And for listeners that have been with us for the full 12 months, I can tell you I know very well why Patrick picked Castaway. And it's not because he thought that it would normally win. It's because in our group, I believe last year, Castaway was a surprise winner, and we both freaked out. We're like, what is going on? Because we thought Forrest Gump would run away with this. So prove me right, world. Forrest Gump is the choice here. I have Goodfellas over Shutter Island, and I have the Martian over Kingdom of Heaven. Then I have Psycho beating Forrest Gump, and Goodfellas beating the Martian, and in that final matchup, I have Psycho as well, winning over goodfellas so i razzed you but i'm really not much better
1: it's a it's a different path but it gets to the same destination it does it really does all Um, right
0: moving on into the second quadrant the
1: tarantino bracket yeah all right i have reservoir dogs beating inglorious bastards pulp fiction beating Django unchained ferris bueller beating pretty in pink bueller bueller and then i've got the breakfast club beating weird science the Grand Budapest Hotel beating, excuse me, the Grand Budapest Hotel beating, beating Moonrise Kingdom. Fantastic Mr. Fox beating Isle of Dogs. Boyhood beating a Scanner Darkly, which by the way, I did not know Richard Linklater directed a Scanner Darkly. That's a surprise for me.
0: Look at that, dropping knowledge on you through the bracket.
1: Love it. I love it. And then Last Flag flying, beating Everybody Wants Some. And then I've got Reservoir Dogs coming out on top over Fult Fiction. I've got The Breakfast Club beating Ferris Bueller, as impossible as that seems because it's Ferris Bueller. You know, who can beat Ferris? He's just amazing. And then I've got Fantastic Mr. Fox beating Grand Budapest Hotel. And finally, Boyhood beating Last Flag Flying. That to me is a toss up because I feel like both are pretty solid. So having having that, I feel it's going to be a close vote. And then finally, I have Reservoir Dogs beating Breakfast Club and Fantastic Mr. Fox beating Boyhood. And I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Fantastic Mr. Fox is going to be my winner from this bracket.
0: Wow. We do not have the same picks in this bracket at all. So this is going to be... Where some magic happens for us. Um, and by the way, listeners, I know not to like get off the track here, but we are basically doing this very simple. It's like one point for every win. We're not like doing different points for different rounds. It's too complicated. We, we don't have the capacity to do math like that. <laughs> we're not smart. So we're gonna keep it simple. Um, in my round with the Tarantino bracket, I am going Reservoir Dogs over Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction. Over Django Unchained. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Over Pretty in Pink. The Breakfast Club. Over Weird Science. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Over Moonrise Kingdom. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Over Isle of Dogs. Boyhood over A Scanner Darkly. And I'm going with the comedy. Everybody Wants Some over Last Flag Flying. And I'm doing that because I don't think people have seen Last Flag Flying. And... It's unfortunate because it's a great movie, but I just don't feel like it has the legs to beat something that people have seen. So we shall see. In that next round, I am going with Pulp Fiction over Reservoir Dogs. I am also going with The Breakfast Club over Ferris Bueller. I'm going with The Grand Budapest Hotel over Fantastic Mr. Fox. I believe that's about as toss up as it's going to get, to be honest. Uh, And then I'm picking Boyhood over Everybody Wants Some. Next, I'm going with The Breakfast Club over Pulp Fiction. And I'm going with Boyhood over The Grand Budapest Hotel. And then I'm going to go out of this bracket with John Hughes and The Breakfast Club. That is
1: my strong... Yeah. I would not say no to any of those. (laughs) I mean, I think covering a John Hughes movie is a fantastic thing to do. And listeners, I think you are a little bit rose colored glasses here because of your recent viewing of a certain Anna Kendrick led movie.
0: Me? You think me? You think I get caught up in the hype? What are you talking
1: about? (laughs) All all I'm saying, don't you forget about me. Yeah. Pump that fist, sir. Okay. Full disclosure. It it takes a simple mind. I literally filled out these
0: (laughs) pics while I was watching.
1: it's it's subliminal it's totally (laughs) subliminal
0: the fact that that is a big part of the story and i'm going to talk about it a lot actually during our episode on pitch perfect Uh, yeah you're right i might be a little bit influenced whatever
1: (laughs) don't you forget about the breakfast club listeners hey you've got a simple mind okay so let's just leave it at that (laughs) this is so crazy all right moving on to the coen brothers bracket this was a toss-up for me in this first first round. It was really difficult for me to choose between Fargo and No Country for Old Men. I went with No Country for Old Men because it's more recent, and I feel like Fargo is a classic, but only a classic to a small number of people. It's still good, but still, I think more people are going to probably upvote No Country. And then I have The Big Lebowski over Inside Lewin Davis, I have Slumdog Millionaire over 28 Days Later, and then I have 127 Hours over Steve Jobs. And then I have The Truman Show over Master and Commander, Dead Poet Society beating Witness, The Godfather beating The Conversation, Apocalypse Now beating The Outsiders. And I feel like The Outsiders just gets a, I mean, it's not going to, no. So there's a lot of powerhouses in here. And I think that it's just a lot going on there. And then I have no country for old men beating the big Lebowski. 127 hours beating Slumdog. I feel like we're going to need to see some amputation at some point. I have dead poet society beating the Truman show, which was a toss up, but I want dead poets to win this one. And then Another toss-up, but I feel like Apocalypse Now is one of those movies that people want us to cover. It's got a lot of good stuff in there, and it's whacked out, too. So that'll be interesting. That might be the pick that people are going, I wonder what they're going to say about this. And then I've got No Country for Old Men beating 127 Hours. And then Apocalypse Now beating No Country for Old Men. And in that bracket, no country for old men is going to win out. The Cohen brothers are going to come out on top in that bracket.
0: Well, well, well. This is interesting. This is interesting. I <clears throat> will start off my picks by saying no country for old men over Fargo as well. And much for the same reasons. I uh, also am going the big Lebowski over inside Lewin Davis. That's against a personal favorite for sure. I'd be perfectly happy if Inside Lewin Davis somehow ran through this bracket and we got to talk about it. But alas, I don't see that happening. Cohen Brothers are another one, probably for the director month, ultimately. There's I – mean, I don't even know. We would need like a month that has 10 to 15 good weeks <laughs> in it.
1: Cohen Brother year. The Cohen
0: um, Brothers quarter. Quarter, quarter yeah. yeah. The <laughs> quarter 12. No. Um, in the Danny Bells – Danny Bell. In the Danny Boyle section, I'm going with 28 Days Later over Slumdog – And 127 Hours over Steve Jobs. I'm going Master and Commander over The Truman Show. And Dead Poets Society over Witness. Also going The Godfather over The Conversation. And Apocalypse Now over The Outsiders. In the next round, I'm two going with No Country for Old Men over The Big Lebowski. I'm really glad that you chose No Country for Old Men here because I remember this matchup being one last year that was shocking to me and like right down to the wire. I remember we had several that literally were like going down to midnight tied and I had to stay awake to see who broke the tie at midnight so that I could make sure it was legit and this is one of them and I'm pretty sure the Big Lebowski won it last year and shocked me so at least if I'm going to be wrong I'm just thrilled that you're going to be wrong too. I have 28 Days Later over 127 Hours, I am going Master and Commander over Dead Poets Society, and The Godfather over Apocalypse Now. That's good. That was a pretty good impression. Oh, thanks. That's that's about as good as it gets, so <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> we're not covering that movie. No, I don't think that's going to happen. We Eventually, we're going to have to make time, if it doesn't win, for Godfather, Godfather 2 special. I mean, we're just going to have to do it. Sure. Double feature it. Uh, no Country for Old Men over 28 Days Later for me. Uh, and then The Godfather over Master and Commander. And I'm going No Country for Old Men over The Godfather. So we are the same in this bracket, and that is why I was saying I am so relieved. I am so, so, so relieved because I really feel like this pick is in danger. I feel like if it makes it past the Big Lebowski, that No Country for Old Men takes this bracket. But I also feel that the Big Lebowski could beat it. And that the Big Lebowski could take this bracket if it gets past No Country for All Men. So it's like one of those matchups, just like in basketball, where you know that whichever team makes it out could go on that run. And I'm
1: terrified of it. The thing about brackets is that when you start voting these things, when your favorites, like one's favorites, not your Aaron, or mine's, but when the voters' favorites start losing or start going away, then they're like, well, if I can't have that, then I will pour myself into these. So that's kind of where it gets interesting is that we may both have the same pick, but just like the, just like the Hitchcock bracket, we don't have the same journey. Correct. Like we're, pr- we're pretty much the same in terms of who gets there, but how they get there is going to really determine that pop figure.
0: Absolutely. And like you just said on the voting and the way that our listeners in the Facebook group manage that, they also will, you know, pile on board for movies that when their favorites, you know, get knocked out so they can be swayed. I will say there is definite petitioning that happens within these posts for the polls and people trying to get other people to vote their way. And it's it's wild. It's madness, it literal, like August madness doesn't have the same ring to it as March, but whatever.
1: Yeah. August amazement or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Our final bracket, the Miyazaki bracket I have my my neighbor Totoro over Princess Mononoke, and I say this will be a landslide in the first round because Totoro has come up so many times in different types of conversations in our Facebook group that I feel like there's a subliminal message saying, let it win, let it win, at least for now. I have Kiki's Delivery Service over Howl's Moving Castle. You and I and the kids watched Kiki's Delivery Service together.
0: It was my first time
1: watching that. It was really great it was and the cat was fantastic in it yes i then have the hurt locker beating point break even though i want point break to win i just going up against the powerhouse like that i feel like the hurt locker is going to probably do some damage there and then i have in the dark matchup i have you like how i did that i did that, do that on purpose just, did you <laughs> yeah absolutely i kind of wish i kind of wish catherine bigelow had the word dark in all of her film titles. So that'd be interesting. The point break of dark or something or dark point break, something like that. But I have zero dark 30 beating near dark in, in that matchup. I have seven beating Zodiac fight club beating gone girl, crimson tide beating the last boy scout and days of thunder beating man on fire. That's a, that's a heart pick there. Love to see days of thunder win that first round, I don't think it's going to get very far, but It'd be cool to see it come out of the first round. Rubbin's racing. Rubbin's racing. Bring on Cold Trickle. All right. I have My Neighbor Totoro beating Kiki's Delivery Service. The Hurt Locker beating Zero Dark Thirty. Fight Club beating Seven. And Crimson Tide beating Days of Thunder. So as much as I would want that to come out, I don't think it's going to beat a powerhouse like Crimson Tide. And then I have... Totoro beating the Hurt Locker. I feel like there's a lot of love for Miyazaki. Fight Club beating Crimson Tide. And as much love as people have for My Neighbor Totoro, I feel like Fight Club is going to come out on top and win this bracket. Well, oh, <laughs> more divergence happening here. So the bottom brackets are like, our. let's just yeah, get different.
0: This is where things are going to get wicked. Um, in my Miyazaki section... I think we might no we don't even have the same. So I am de, I am too going with Totoro over Princess Mononoke, but I am not confident in that at all. I feel like it's going to be a very very close vote because there are some serious Princess Mononoke fans as well. But I'm hoping that Totoro's Totoro and you just can't deny that cuteness. And then in Kiki's Delivery Service versus Howl's Moving Castle, I'm going with Howl's. I feel like it's the more well-known, more just I think more people have seen it necessarily than Kiki, Um, so that's where I'm going with that one. I'm picking The Hurt Locker over Point Break and Zero Dark Thirty over Near Dark to bring up the war film matchup of Catherine Bigelow. In David Fincher, I'm saying Seven over Zodiac, and I'm saying Fight Club over Gone Girl. And then for Tony Scott, I'm going Crimson Tide over The Last Boy Scout and Man on Fire over Days of Thunder. The next round, I have Totoro beating Howl's Moving Castle, and I have Zero Dark Thirty beating The Hurt Locker. I'm very much not confident in that. I feel like that's another like crazy toss-up right there, those two movies. I am going to go with seven over Fight Club. This is where things get completely different here, and big, big, big swing is going to happen one way or the other for you and me in this matchup, potentially, because of you picking Fight Club and me picking seven. I'm hoping that people would rather hear us discuss the themes in Seven than the themes in Fight Club. Honestly, I mean, they're both great, so who knows. And I'm going to go with Man on Fire over Crimson Tide because I know that a lot of people in the group love Man on Fire. I feel like it's a sleeper favorite for a lot of folks. And, you know, Denzel just going crazy is, like, so much fun to watch. (laughs) Even though he's not, like, he's under control. He's not, like, that kind of crazy. It's not, like, training day crazy
1: no he's controlled um, crazy
0: and then going up to the final i'm gonna go totoro over zero dark 30 and seven over man of fire man on fire and then ultimately i'm gonna pick seven to win this bracket so that's why i mean we are gonna live and die by seven versus fight club if that happens
1: but we still picked David Fincher as being the winner of this. We Just sure that,
0: that, did.
1: That's and really That interesting. is wild,
0: yeah. So I, but that's, that matchup is going to keep me up at night. I'm going to be sweating bullets over that one.
1: In the, in the Tarantino bracket, who did you pick as your winner again? In the whole bracket? I went with The Breakfast Club in that quadrant. Okay. So that's the only quadrant that we didn't pick the same director. Like I think the other three we picked the same director. Well, see, that's not totally surprising because. I mean,
0: we think very much alike, you know, when it comes to both our likes and dislikes. And I think in what we we both know the group fairly well. So we we think we do. Well, we're going to find out um, there are a lot of new members that since the last time we did this. So who knows how the voting is going to turn out. But there you have it. There's our picks, listeners. So you, we are on record. You can refer back to this episode to hold us accountable. And we'll announce, of course, at the end of this thing. You know, who won? We will also be announcing as we go during each episode. We'll be catching you up on the current scoreboard. So how is this going to work and how can you participate? Well, it all happens in the Facebook group that we talked about because it's the best way to control it and the best way to make sure that only our listeners are participating. So if you're curious why we don't post these polls on Twitter as well, It's because if I put them on Twitter, then anybody and everybody can vote. If I put them in the Facebook group, then only people that are listeners um, can actually participate. And I really want to keep it that way. Patrick and I are keen on making sure that you have your input heard and you're not drowned out by a bunch of weird Twitter people who don't even listen to this podcast. So it is you picking what we actually are going to cover. So to do that, join the Facebook group. I mentioned it earlier, but you can find a link in the show notes. You can find a link on our website or you can just type it into facebook.com search feature feeling film it's there or I think it's facebook.com slash group slash film pretty easy to get there so come join it's easy we'd love to have you we talk movies all day every day it's a great place great 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 group of people almost zero drama ever which is impressive and we like to keep it that way the voting is going to start July 21st the first quadrant July 21st, July 22nd, July 23rd, and July 24th. So four days in a row, polls will be posted in the morning as soon as I wake up and get to my computer, and they will close at midnight or as soon as I wake up and see the previous night before. So the first quadrant, July 21st to the 24th, is when that vote is gonna happen. Shortly after that, we'll do that first episode on the winner. Second quadrant voting is gonna be July 28th, to the 31st third quadrant voting will be august 11th through the 14th we have a gap in between because we will be covering hobbs and shaw as well and then there is a fourth quadrant voting that will happen august 18th to the 21st those four episodes will all appear in august the four winners and we're gonna have a lot of fun and we're excited to see what you come up with for us to cover all right. A couple of special questions we have just to find out, you know, what we're excited about the most in this bracket. Patrick, what quadrant are you really, really jazzed about? Like, which episode are you the most excited about?
1: Well, my pick is based off of the movies that are in here in terms of like all of these movies are great to cover, but there's one quadrant that stands out as like, I want to talk about all of these movies. And for me, it comes down to the, the Tarantino quadrant, ironically, because I'm not a big Tarantino fan. That's really shocking. But I love John Hughes. I absolutely adore Wes Anderson stuff. And I think that when you finish it out with Richard Linklater, all, all these, these directors, the majority of their, of their films, I absolutely love. And so getting a chance to cover any number of these would be fantastic. I'd love to see Breakfast Club come out on top because I don't think we cover enough John Hughes. I think we will over time, obviously, but seeing how he's popped up in conversations for me on social media and seeing how much love people have for him, what kind of pioneer he was for not only the high school angst, but also later on with things like home alone, planes, trains, and automobiles. I love the fact that he has a potential to, to win this all according to your quadrant, obviously, but these other three directors, including Carantino, give me an opportunity not only to enjoy the movies that I've seen before, but also to force me to branch out. There was a great conversation that, that I think Don Shanahan brought up about – or maybe it was was Eman, when it came to branching out your genres that you're not necessarily into as much. And I made a comment that if I'm doing it with other people or if I'm doing it with another person who enjoys that genre, I enjoy it more along with them. So – if our voters say QT is the way to go, I'm all about that. And I think any one of his movies are great to cover, even though my default position is, eh, I could, I could give or take him.
0: Well, I did you a solid and I left hateful eight out of this. And there's a reason because I know there's content in there that you personally might not love. And I just wanted to leave that for you to. Be able to determine on your own if you ever watch it, and we can always come back to that one. Uh, And that's why we picked the four Tarantino movies that we picked. That and because Kill Bill's a pair of movies, and so it was hard to put those in there even though they're among my favorites. Sure. So I'm actually surprised. That's cool. I learned something about you right there. Um, I, I didn't know that. My favorite quadrant is the fourth and final quadrant. That is the Miyazaki, Bigelow, Fincher, and Tony Scott quadrant. Even without Top Gun in this, dude, I literally would be through the roof excited to talk about any of these movies. So whatever comes out of this group, I'm just pumped, uh, especially if it's a Miyazaki or a Fincher movie. Either any of those, specifically those eight, I will be so, so happy to discuss and be able to talk through. So that quadrant for me stood out, I mean, like a sore thumb. There's a couple of quadrants in here, actually all of them, where I could point to, like, say, two directors' movies, two director groups within each one that I really enjoy and really love. But this one has, like, all four I am super pumped about. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Miyazaki quadrant down there. Well, if one director could win, what is the who is the one director of all of these that you would like to see win? Um, one is it it may be somebody already in your quadrant that might have been why you picked it but is there if there was one director that could one any of their four movies one who would you want it to be
1: so i hinted at john hughes because he's a he's a favorite director of mine but if i had to pick another one in another quadrant i would probably want to see tony scott like you i think most if not all of his movies are pretty fantastic they have an incredible amount of diversity And I think he's one of those guys that it seems like a lot of his movies are ones that you would think about and be like, yeah, I remember that it was really good, but it comes after having those initial thoughts. Like it doesn't just pop to your mind. Like it's not, well, it's not top gun, but even something like days of thunder has that great Tony Scott flavor to it. It's got that action. It's got the drama. It's got a great soundtrack to it. And I would love to see him as a dark horse. I mean I see him as a dark horse come out of this and be one of the movies that we cover and eventually win it all.
0: Well, I we shall see. Um I don't think that's gonna happen, but we shall No see. it's not. That's my uh, that's my heart pick. But he is the fourteenth seed out of sixteen. Um I actually have several. I would say Wes Anderson for me, his group of four movies is incredible. I would love to talk about any of those immensely. I would love to see him win that. Uh, Hitchcock, honestly, I'm not as huge on Psycho, which is the one that we both picked to win. The other three movies though, I would love to talk about more so than Psycho. All three of those I think are would be just awesome experiences. Uh Danny Boyle for me is big. I, I love the grouping of movies that we have for him. Uh you know, I ultimately we're going to talk about probably Steve Jobs. 127 Hours is one of my favorite films of that year. Slumdog Millionaire. Super well regarded, really, really great film. Um, and then 28 days later as well. I, I mean, I think it's a, an awesome, awesome zombie movie. So I, I would like to see him, but ultimately I think mostly it's Fincher for me for some reason. I'm, I'm drawn to the four films from Fincher, Zodiac, seven, Gone Girl, and Fight Club. Like I, I was blown away by how much like those films are high, 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 high ranking f- for me. And I think because of what thematically is involved in all of those, any of them would be just a goldmine for an awesome podcast conversation.
1: So if Fincher is your pick, of those four, which one would you want to see covered over the other three?
0: Well, we can do that. Why don't we – because I can answer that as part of my last kind of question I have, which is who would you want – what four movies – do you want out of one out of each quadrant what's your one movie that you want and mine is a fincher movie in that quadrant so it's gone girl i want gone girl if i had my way that's what would win that miyazaki quadrant okay what would, what would you come out of that one with
1: um well i would actually go with fincher as well and i'm going with the pick that i chose which is fight club all right i, I want to see that again betting been, with your heart i see it's yeah, it's it's one of those movies. It always where, works out so well. Doesn't it though? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, it doesn't. So it does not at all. Their sarcasm is so thick <laughs> I can I can swim in it. But if I if I had my druthers, I would definitely want to, to cover Fight Club. There's a lot in it that is is worth hinting at but not talking about until you actually get into it. I love movies that we can talk about where we're like You really need to see this before you even listen to the podcast, because the whole movie is one giant spoiler at some point. And uh, the the book is one that I've wanted to read. I've read some of some of the the adaptations that Fincher's done. So I'd like to see what the what the book looks like on this one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so that's awesome that we both picking Fincher. So we're both going to be really excited if something from Fincher wins this bracket. Moving on, uh, we'll go through the other three real quick before we wrap. Uh, top right quadrant, that is the Cohen Brothers group. Uh, my pick for the movie out of that whole bracket that I want to see win the most is Master and Commander. I don't think it has anywhere near the legs to get there, but I would be just ecstatic to talk about a movie that is another sailing movie. When we talked about Pirates, I was just enjoying myself so much. And I think this is a different type of film, but it's a similar setting and it's an epic. And I really wish we got more movies like Master and Commander. And so I would love to be able to rewatch and then chat about it.
1: If you had picked Godfather Part 2 as the selection of the Godfather movies, I would have said this is the movie to cover for me. I know. I, I know you love it so much, but, but we can't. No, no, I, I get that. And I will say this up front. You have got to watch The Godfather in order to appreciate The Godfather Part 2. I mean, which I know sounds like really obvious, but Godfather Part Two is so good because Godfather Part One exists. And that's why it's my favorite of the two. I said of the two. I know there's a third one, it's just like I know there's a fourth Indiana Jones movie, but we don't talk about those things. But if I had to pick, I would hands down say Dead Poet Society. This is by far one of my favorite movies. I need to go back to my top one hundred, but I feel like it's there. I'm pretty confident that it is. There's so much about it. My first exposure to it was as a freshman in college when I was pledging during That's timely. and it has so much uh, emotional connection to some stuff that I was like working through that I absolutely just adore it on a numerous amount of levels. It's when I can it's a it's a repeat watch every year at some point. Usually in the fall, because you know me, I love watching movies that are seasonal. Um, you and I are in the process of working through summer movies that you should be having on your watch list. Maybe they'll come out in a few weeks, maybe not. But I have movies that I watch in the fall, and this is one of them.
0: It's a great pick. I would love to talk about that one as well. I believe it's in my top 100, too. The Tarantino bracket of things, I actually put down... The Breakfast Club as the movie that I want to talk to the most or talk through the most out of that bracket. Again, now that you've said it and I realized that I was doing all of this while watching Pitch Perfect, that's probably why. So whatever. I admit that there's some timely bias that kind of went into this and maybe that's not, I mean, there's a bunch of movies in here I would love to talk about. This is probably the bracket that I was least confident or least, I guess I cared the least about which movie I said was my number one pick out of this bracket because I felt more evenly about a bunch of them, but I would say the
1: breakfast club slightly. I would agree with you. I think the breakfast club would be one that I would love to cover as well. It's probably one of Hughes, (laughs) Hughes his strongest movies in terms of capturing what it's like to be a teenager in high school. I think if you're going to talk about high school movies, this is quintessential. You've got to put this in that conversation and there's a lot to talk about in it. I mean, you have such a great cast, a lot of stuff going on with those, with those individuals and how they act as a group. So it's pretty fantastic.
0: Well, in the final pick, it will be back in our number one seed Hitchcock bracket. And for me, it actually is a Hitchcock film. Uh, it's not Psycho, the one that I'm picking to win. It is Rear Window. I would love, love, love to get to have a conversation about Rear Window and a Jimmy Stewart movie. And yeah, just... Really, really great film that I think would be a lot of fun to talk through.
1: I picked The Martian. And really the main reason is, one, it's a great movie. But I kept thinking about the audiobook, the Peter Weir audiobook, that I absolutely fell in love with when I was traveling for work and got a chance to listen to it. It's probably my favorite audiobook to listen to. And I listened to it before seeing the movie. So having both the book and the movie experience together really amplified my love for the story. And it would be great to revisit anyway. And to get a chance to talk about it is a plus one for me.
0: That would be a lot of fun. I agree. And I listened to the audiobook first as well and was in love with it well before the movie came out. So a lot of love and connection to that film and story in general. And it's yeah, it would be a blast. So if it wins, I'm happy. Well, that's it, Patrick. I think we've covered everything. We've announced the bracket. We've listed our picks. We've told people how they can vote. Facebook group, Facebook group, Facebook group. Um, we've told them when that's going to happen, starting July 21st, going all the way through August 21st. Huh, that's pretty cool. Didn't realize that. But come join. Come be a part of this. It's a lot of fun, and it's even more fun with increased numbers. So the more people that vote, the more people that are part of this taking a piece of responsibility for what gets chosen. You could have the movie that you love be the one that we actually get to have a conversation about. So we would love to have you come join us and be a part of this group.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of choosing, voting has finished for our next donor pick. It's high school movies that we have five picks out there, and we'll have the results for you here in the next couple of days. So we'll be having a donor pick based on those five movies coming up at the end of the month. But coming up next, We will be covering the Anna Kendrick-led Pitch Perfect that I know Aaron is extremely excited about because apparently he's watched one scene at least half a dozen times. It might be a Guinness record. We'll have to make a phone call and see if that's the truth. You can probably rest assured the conversation is going to be pretty happy come next Monday, so you'll want to tune in for that. Thanks for listening. Aaron, thank you for a great conversation, and we'll talk soon.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. I'm very active in both places, and I'd love to chat.
1: And if you want to connect with me, you can find me at Shoeless Patch on both Facebook and Twitter. But be sure to tag me in any comments so that I'll be notified and not miss you.
0: Once again, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Until then, stay positive.
1: And keep feeling filmed.